Anyways, we're Literary Bitch Pride. Oh, yeah. And I'm Laura. <laughs> I'm Nicole. I'm Alexis. <laughs> um, what are we talking about? Oh, and quiet. we're three girls in the 10th house. <laughs> Ooh. That's a bad one. Don't laugh. I reversed it. I ate it. But they ain't now flip it and reverse it. Um, we're three girls daring to be darling. <gasps> I wish you understood. No, because his name is Darlington. Yeah, but you don't understand. You don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get Darlington. Okay. <laughs> like we get Darlington. You don't get Darlington like we get Darlington. So we're really two and a half girls daring to be Darlington. And half a girl who's just daring. <laughs> Anyways, we're talking about Ninth House, which I haven't read in so, so, so long, it feels like. It, it hasn't been that long. Anyways, Ninth House... I'm going to do the summary. So in Yale, this is fictional, 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 quotation marks, because the author went to Yale, so like I think, well, like she kind of knows. There is secret societies that dabble in, what would it be called? Like supernatural? The supernatural, I'd say. They dabble in the, I know the exact word you're looking for, because I'm looking forward to it, and I can't think of it. Pseudoscience? Mm. No, what is it called? No, but it's like, um, my brain's saying archaic. But it's not. It's they dabble in the antiquated. No, what what is it that's like science magic? You know what I'm talking alchemy. about? Huh? Alchemy. Alchemy. They dabble with alchemy. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> and then there's a ninth. It's eight houses, and then the ninth house. Is oh, supposed I'm supposed to be, to be recording. Sorry. Keep going. Okay. Anyways, ninth house. The ninth house <laughs> on campus. Secret societies. Remember this. No one knows. Shh. Just between us, besties. Um, they are in charge of making sure these other houses don't get too crazy and break rules. So this girl sees ghost. This is not a common thing. Uh, she's in the ninth house. What is it called? My brain is like, there's the bonesman. Yeah, there's bonesman. Anyways, it's the ninth <clears throat> house. <laughs> um, so there's a ninth house and they are just in charge of making sure, uh, ghosts around campus don't affect... The rituals that the houses don't, like, commit crimes, basically. Uh, break rules. Open anything they're not supposed to open. Oh, by the way, the ninth house is by Leigh Bardugo. Yes, Leigh Bardugo. I don't know if we said Leigh Bardugo yet. We did not. But she went to Yale. So, like, this is fictional, but, like, is it fictional? <laughs> That's what I was saying. Remember when we were... Yeah. When I was still reading it? She has a list it? of people that were, like, technically supposed to be in these secret societies but she's like the secret societies are made up the ones i wrote about do you remember too when <laughs> when we were all reading it and i was like sometimes a part of me thinks that this is real and authors just kind of pass it off as fictional to cover their tracks and cover their asses but i think some i don't know it's too common a thing and um, too detailed each of the houses are like a specialty in something <clears throat> and through um there's a murder on campus and they're saying that the houses aren't involved so it's supposed to be like wrapped up case closed don't get involved but alex stern main character um feels like something's wrong uh by the way the houses are i don't know how to pronounce it leafy leafy i'd listen to the audiobook i think leafy house skull and bones book and snake scroll and key manuscript wolf's head brazilius and aurelian and they each just have different types of magic, magic that they control. Are they born? Are we asking questions yet? Or yeah. 
Are they born with these powers and they're like... No one has powers. Mm-mm. It's oh. literally it's alchemy. Rituals, yeah. yeah. Are they recruited into these? Like they are sought out or they kind of just end up... People in- that have natural inclinations are sought out. Because so I guess like like, it's like Alex powers yeah so Alex I guess some people out. have Alex has powers she can see dead people oh and she but, so she's the one who when she can do something to keep the the grays um, the, grays the entire away? ninth house that's part of their job is to set up boundaries where ghosts can't cross and they're called grays would it be <sighs> powers or would it be um I honestly think all these kids are just rich peek um, into the veil I don't think any of them have that. I think the whole point was, like, these are just naturally rich kids that are well-connected. Yeah. And if you're well-connected, your family's going to go to the school. They're going to get involved. It's that. Alex, yeah. I think, is the only one that actually has, like, a power. Yeah. I think that there is, um, like, I, yeah, I guess powers would be the word for it. But everyone else that so far in the book is an alchemist. And, um... She just has a feeling that the house are involved, and she's kind of investigating by herself. But they're, it keeps being told, like, leave it alone, leave it alone, leave it alone. And then she's at a store, and she gets attacked by, like, a ghost. But that looks... Like a, a person. It touched her. Yes. And usually they don't touch her, right? They usually don't, but they can. Oh, okay. Because her backstory, you find out she was raped by a ghost. Oh. Oh, is that the big reveal? Kind of. There's there are a couple big reveals. Two really big reveals. And then there's like the final big reveal that leads into what will be the next book. Oh, I think I should say I didn't finish it for you guys. I didn't finish it. I think uh, I haven't DNF'd it like lore. Um, I think I'm on page like 150. I think I'm close to 200 pages. Because you bounce back because you, when you first meet her, you find out she was like into drugs, she was saved. Um, her best friend died. She almost died. And then she, when she came, when she woke up in the hospital, this man was like, Hey, you're going to get a second chance. You're going to go to Yale, do this job and you're going to get a second chance at life. So she's like, cool, whatever. It bounces back and forth between present day. Um, the year, the very first, Oh, I thought she was going to jumping. Oh, that scared me. Um, her first year there, like her first semester in Yale. And then it also jumps back to her life leading up to that so you get a sense of like um how ghosts have affected her life mm. what happened to her friend because you don't know how oh she also woke up in a house and everyone was murdered except her yeah i really really right. enjoyed okay. how non-linear it was yeah uh, like I, I think i like non-linear storytelling yeah like, like non-linear it. storytelling i think is actually one of the best um like i think it should either be linear but with uh like non-linear flashback kind of thing like a la like that's what i'm saying for evelyn hours. hugo yeah yeah i do really like that but i don't know how i'll i think it's hard to write yeah i think it'd be a really good author to do that i'd like to learn and try practice but i think that like like Addie larue did it really well with non-linear storytelling uh yeah. but there was a linear story in the middle of it that kind of thing but she literally gets attacked, um, poisoned, basically, and that's when she's like, no, there's clearly something up. Like, someone, I'm onto something, and I need to keep presuming this. Um, when she first started to yell, the person that was, like, teaching her how to do this stuff is named Darlington. You find out that he's not there right now, but you don't know what happened Not going to yell. Yeah, everyone keeps saying he's on vacation, but you get the hint <clears throat> that, like, 
something happened to him and they um he's disappeared so but you don't know what yet and it keeps like flashing back um she ends up solving the crime you find out who it was um this whole time there's also a ghost was the groom bride yes um, the groom's the whole, bride who i adore i know the whole point was that his story was um everyone thinks that he killed his fiance yeah but his fiance just girl bossed too close to the sun <laughs> and it turns out he ends up like saving her from the ghost that attacked her that almost killed her um so she starts working with him and it's like you're not supposed to give a ghost your name but they like make a bond and like if you help me i'll help you because he's like i didn't kill daisy was her name right yeah and you're also not supposed to say a ghost's name because it basically makes them more real and more attached to you the more that you say it yes that's true yeah and so um she learns his actual name she gives him her name they form a bond because they're like i help you you help me it's like i'm gonna give you information to find out who killed this girl and who's involved in it and you help me find who killed daisy because she's not on the other side so like she's trying to like solve these things um you end up finding out her one teacher is Daisy. And what Th- this happened. This is Alex. Alex's teacher was yeah. Daisy. So to me, this is arguably the biggest reveal of the book. It is. It is. I was like gasping. So skip like th- three minutes if you don't want to hear this. Like this is the like, I don't even usually give spoiler warnings, but if you haven't read the book and you're thinking like, no, I want to listen to this book, to skip. I think the, the, <laughs> the main summary is there's a murder. She finds out there's ghost. Um, she eventually does find it out. She finds out also who killed the groom's bride's woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get a sense of, like, these houses will do anything to keep their secrets. To keep it under wraps. Yes. Okay. Um, and you, she ends up dabbling with all the houses. So you get a sense of, like, what most of the houses do because they're all very, very different. Yeah. And the rituals they do are different. Non-spoiler, it's just like a girl goes to Yale and discovers some supernatural archaic shit. And it's dope as fuck. And it's a great character study. We're going to start spoiling now. Yeah, the (laughs) the spoiler. Stop listening now. Plug your ears. Go la 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 la. The groom's bride. A ritual went wrong. And a ghost um, possessed the groom's when he was alive. Possessed him. And he ended up killing Daisy. But her spirit um, jumped to someone else's body. So she's still alive. She said, yee-haw, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Wasn't, so the thing is, the way that Daisy described it was like, she was so hungry to be alive and to be a, like, <gasps> it's a like, woman who has power. And um, that she just started eating motherfuckers. It was also something like she could also see ghosts while she was alive. Because she was saying like, Alex could technically do this. Her and Alex are <gasps> whatever... The, like Alex is, she is, and they can eat souls to like sustain themselves. Does Alex know she can do this? No, not not yet. until the reveal. Wow, because um, because she- Daisy basically <laughs> ate the her was like her maid. It was her maid, yeah. So the maid's the only yeah. person that witnessed it, and the only reason that he'd been like, because um, what was his name? I don't remember his actual name. The groom's North. His name is North, wasn't it? Something. My brain's saying Northwest. Like no, I just say I'm just calling him North. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But the groom's bride, uh, he'd been spending his whole time looking for Daisy. He, like, was on the other side trying to appeal to her. Like, because you can hide from other ghosts if you really, 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 really want to. Uh, and he'd been hunting for her. He'd been trying to basically apologize. Yeah, yeah, be like, I'm sorry, I failed you. Like, I didn't murder you. And he thought his woman had thought he killed her this whole time. 
Turns out the only person who knew he didn't kill her, she ate her, took her body, and was like, mm, girl boss vibes only for the next hundred fucking years. And you've learned that when you when she eats the soul, the body is preserved for so long, but she has to keep eating souls. To stay. Yes. To stay alive. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And they're all in there. All the souls are in there, but they're so weak they could never get out. And um, it's like she has to eat so many souls and you find out there, Yale has had a consecutive, like, every hundred years or so, there's, like, a dead body found on campus. Um, and then she's like, but I've been waiting for you because your soul is so strong. It's going to nourish my soul for a long, long time. I'm not going to have to feed for much longer. Like, I'm not going to feed for a long time now, um, because your soul is going to be so strong. So she's like going to eat Alex. This is the character who had been established as Alex's mentor through the entire novel. Like this is the person that took her under her wing. It was that, that, uh, one teacher, that English one professor teacher. that had taken her <gasps> and she was like an assistant for her TA or whatever. Oh my god! Oh, she took her to the first like uh yeah blood whatever the fuck ceremony, right? No, no. <gasps> she was like, Alex saw her as like this is the normal side of Yale. This is what I <gasps> want. But the teacher knew the whole time. Yes. Yeah, the teacher was on that. Basically, was why she was there. She kind of orchestrated everything that led up to. Yeah, and so she uh she even said like oh I feel kind of bad that i have to eat these women but they're weaker than me and i am someone who deserves to be sustained because she doesn't like like, i want to be alive so badly that i'm willing to do this yeah she doesn't like i liked how she was established as like not evil for no reason but like she is her most important so what was what was her motivating factor to stay alive simply for the fact of staying alive she just wanted to be alive she was a woman in a time when women couldn't be fully alive and now she believes she deserves mm, basically okay. to be as alive as possible for as long as possible because of that so how old is she hundreds of years, years old years oh old, my yeah. god wow Ooh. Oh, no, um, it was every like 25 years someone disappeared or something she's still like a couple hundred years old yeah so it so it was like it was like oil tycoon days when she died so it was probably like the late 1800s alex's best friend you f- do find out what happens to her that scene made me sob. I was crying, yeah. That oh, scene shit. made me... Okay. What happened was um, this big drug dealer comes into town and they're warned ahead of time, like, he will abuse you girls, like, physically, sexually abuse you, and he does not care. And so they're like, let's run away together. But they... and But um, she falls asleep, right? So what's the best friend's name? Do you remember? I don't remember. Uh, Haley. Haley? Yes. Something happens where Haley ends up going back. What does she call her, though? Like, what's the nickname? Do you remember? No. But her friend ends up going back, and she goes back that night, and she's like, I can't believe she would do this. She knows she's Wait, wait, wait. You have to set up. Because, okay, because what fucked me up, like, what led me to it is that the runaway together thing, and then they're, like, smoking, like, they go to sneak into a movie, and intentionally Haley makes Alex spend all of her money so that she can't afford a bus ticket home disappears what? while they because they fall asleep together at the park and she's like oh we'll just sleep here all night and we won't go home and we'll be safe and she wakes up and Haley's gone and she goes home and she's like i can't believe she did this oh and like she goes chills. home and she um is that she sees Haley in the bed no she goes to zoom into her room and Haley well she asks in. around she's like where's Haley? where's Haley?" and everyone tells her where she is they're like you know where she is and she yeah, goes like, in the room she lays guy. down she's like cries herself to sleep yeah because they're like she's with that guy and yeah. she's like okay she's being like it was to say that like this guy even if like the girl's willing to have sex with them he's like very very violent during uh. it um 
So she goes in, she is crying and she falls asleep and she wakes up and Haley's next to her. Like she's like freshly showered and she's like, she can smell that she like tried to clean herself as much as possible. Like she's in a new t-shirt, like, but, um, she looks at her and there's like vomit all over her (gasps) t-shirt and she's like telling her, she's like, just go back to sleep. Like, I just don't want to think about it. I just want to go to sleep. Like, and so they go back to sleep. She wakes up again and she sees Haley's ghost next to her (gasps) body and she realizes that um, the guy... But she doesn't know it's a ghost right away. She yeah, leans she's... over to, like, gr- push her hair out of her face because she doesn't look okay. And her hand <laughs> goes through her fucking face. Yeah. And so <laughs> she finds out, like, Haley's dead. And that the guy has it's basically, sad. like, made her overdose. And so she gets up and she... Well, also, and... like, it was implied that either he fed her so much drugs while it was happening or she was or taking she so much fentanyl. to deal yeah, with okay, it okay that's what i was thinking that she yeah. overdosed oh yeah so fentanyl. and she says she sits up to look at and realizes she's looking at Haley's ghost and she looks the way that it was described how sad and oh i was gonna ask if she's Haley like looked. oh yeah and no and Haley's like something about like don't let me go and so she like touches Haley's hand and they actually touch and Haley goes into her body and she basically uses the strength of two people to murder everyone in the house. Good for yeah. her. Yeah. Bloody. Yeah, she... Oh, my God. She goes through, like, this crazy-ass murder. Haley takes over her body because she starts having a panic attack over all the murdering she just did. And Haley, like, uses her body, takes her down, gets rid of all the evidence, washes her clean in the river, takes her back. Like, Haley does all the work. Yeah. And then says goodbye. And, oh, no! my God, I was crying because... Alex is like, please don't leave me. No! Just, <laughs> you gotta stop saying yeah, that, please. And then Haley just and then, gotta go. And it ends up being an alibi because she had leftover drugs in her system from Haley. So they're like, she was so high, there's no way she could have murdered these people. Wow. Yeah. They're like, she should technically be dead. There was so much drugs in her system. And also technically the fact that Haley laid her back down next to her dead body. So they were like, she was next to her dead best friend. They both almost overdosed. One did die. Yeah. So it ended up being an alibi as well. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's like, it's also implied that Haley did this because he would have sought Alex out. Because So Alex and Haley were the most beautiful girls. Like, they were the ones that everybody, like, they'd been pimped out before by the boyfriend. And it was either always one of them because they were so beautiful and so full of life. Like, Alex was the sassy, smart mouth and Haley was, like, the bubbly beauty. Like, they were the two that always got... And so she knew he'd go for Alex if she wasn't available. So she made herself available and basically died to save her best friend. Yes. Yeah. And it's stated that, like, they didn't do drugs before that. Like, they smoked weed once in a while, but they didn't do, like, hard drugs. They were, like, no to that. Yeah, they they definitely did, but it was, like, sparingly. Like, it was, like, they weren't, they weren't, they were trying not to be strung out. Like, yes. they were trying to be, like, live life. They were only doing this because they were running from something else. And it's stated before that she started going out with her boyfriend, Len, his name is yeah um when she was 14 he's like 20 no he was 12 when he met her though right like she no, was 12 he w- sorry she yes. was 12 when yes and he was 18 yeah and he so was her friend's 20s yeah because she she started running away and getting high with a, a girlfriend that was nice and the girl like brought her home to meet her friends who's a little older like 15 16 and so she was already a kid that len was with mm-hmm. and then he was like 18 she was like 12 and he was like i'm not gonna fuck her like why are you guys freaking out and then like it because Leigh Bardugo is such a good author, it basically cuts remember... to him having sex with her and being a dick. Yeah, I kind of remember that scene. That's pretty early on. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. Um... I just want to say Leigh Bardugo in this book is... <sighs> the writing? Okay, the one-two punch, you find out um, North did not kill 
his uh, wife that she's eating souls. <laughs> Haley fucking is the one who killed him and died of an overdose. And then you find out Darlington was sucked through a fucking hole. A demon. Yeah. A demon mouth vagina hole. It shows him like getting sucked through the hole. And he had already found out Alex technically killed everyone in the house. He was deciding... Um, if he should tell someone. Yeah, he was, like, probably going to snitch on her. Because the thing is, like, at the end of the day, Darlington and Alex were so similar. But because of that, they also had so much to lose. Like, for him, magic was everything. And, and understanding he, it. Wasn't he also the one who was teaching her? Yes. Yeah. Use it? Okay. Yeah, their, their relationship dynamic is so interesting to me because they care about each other so much, but they care about themselves more. Yes. And they're one, okay. like, they both have the same exact goal individually. But they also care about each other so much, but they also are those type of people that are like, I can't care about someone more than myself because look what happened last time. Like, that's their whole okay. thing. Like, he cared about And they're his literally grandpa. having a conversation about, like, if he's going to turn her in and he gets sucked through a hole. Why did she tell him again? I can't remember. Um, He pieced it together? Yeah, he pieced it together. He kind of cornered her into remitting it. Yeah. Um, But he gets, like, sucked through a hole. And so they've been trying to bring him back. And it comes to this rotation where they do this ritual and he can't come back. But you find out um, the Groove's Bride is like, oh, in, oh well, uh, on the other side, there's whispers about this being and they're all scared of him. And you find out that a demon ate him, but he's still alive. And that being on the other side that everyone's scared of is Darlington. Because he's part demon now. Because if you, like, fight the demon or something, there's, there's like, lore that I think we'll get more into with book yes. two. And that's but it sounds very, like if you, like, fight end. or defeat the demon, <gasps> you basically become the demon. So now Darlington's, like, a fucking demon. And that's how the book ended? Yeah. That's how the book ended, because then they're like, oh, we're going to go to hell and find Darlington. It's Alex and, uh, what's the book, The Librarians? The librarian that ends up becoming besties with Alex. Um, you've met her, or where you are in the book. She's, like, closed off. But they call her, um... Her name is, is it like, Pammy? Pam, Pam, because nobody else calls her Pammy or Pam except Darlington. And yes. then when does book two come out? Because it's supposed to be next year. See, this is year. why I end of this year. Oh, bitch! I think it's end of this year. Oh, I, I feel up. like it's gonna be October, November. Um, um, but yeah, it, it ends. Pam, Pam and Alex. It ends with them being like, okay, we're going to hell to find them, find him. Because okay. The adults that they... Because the thing is, at the end of the day, this is a, a new adult novel. It's not a YA novel. Mm. It's definitely a new adult novel. Um, it's her the first The setting, one. the tone, the writing is so different from Six of Crows. You can tell it's not about teenagers, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, these are still young people. They're like 19, 20, like 22. They're not old enough to really... Go on Goodreads, it should say on there. Feel confirmed yeah. and mature in these decisions that they're making. And it shows... Uh, during that final scene where they're trying to get Darlington back and all of the adults panic and crumble and uh, Pam and Alex are still trying because they care more about their friend than their fear. Um, obviously, Alex's whole thing is that her fear is her number one thing because she's actually living a nightmare. But they care more about Darlington and the adults just kind of give up. And you find out it's because the two main adults are like secretly, you know, sucking souls and the other guy's in on the sucking souls because he uh, was in debt through a divorce and like gambling and something so he yes financially sold out to yeah he was helping kill the girls the only like actually good people in this book are alex darlington pam and the sheriff 
And even the sheriff, because he was offered to sell out, because he had a gambling issue, and he didn't take it. He wanted to do the right thing. Yeah. Um. It's, there's no release date. Damn it. Fucking son of a bitch. The writing is beautiful. The metaphors? Off the chart. Yeah, this, I mean, this kind of writing is Description? like- Description? Oh. It's the kind of thing you read. If you're any type of creative, you read it and it makes you want to be better. Like it. If you See, okay. Don't want an office job. I. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't picked it up, but I I do have the intention to, because I know you guys love it so much, and I don't feel like it's how I felt with lore, because lore I just got stuck and I took like a what seven month break from it. I was like, no, I'm done. But Ninth House, I think I stopped reading it. I think that was our March, March book, and I don't know. I just got the into thing was it felt like slump. a slow. It was like I think it was rolling April. A, it was like rolling a rock up a slope, not a steep slope. It wasn't hard, but then once you get to a point, it's like it's you're rolling, rolling, yeah, I, and you're rolling with the rock. Like, I definitely ah, want to read it. Going so yeah. fast. <laughs> I definitely want to finish it because. It's everything I like in in a book, but it it is um it was hard to get through like not mm. like in a not in you can say doors huh you can say doors okay I try not to say it again but like doors was so beautifully written but it was so hard to get through because there just like wasn't the story there Norwegian Wood attached to the characters that one was hard to get through Norwegian Wood had good writing for being translated but again I and honestly I could attach to the characters in the wrong ways. Like, it was really fun to, like, make fun of them and hate them. Yeah. And I, I, the thing is, I still think that might be, like, a cultural difference and, like, a bunch of other stuff stacked on top of each other. I just did not. But, no, Doors. Perfect example of, like, what I think a hard book to get through is while still having beautiful writing. Mm. This was hard to get through because of, like, yes, the maturity of the writing. But there was just, like... It felt heavy. It, yeah, it just felt heavy. But not in a bad way. No. It was just, like... I shouldn't say hard oh, to get shit. through. It's something you have to wade through slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the waters are treacherous, but it's beautiful. It's great outside. I'm enjoying the swim. But I gotta she take put it her whole damn foot into this book. Because, yeah. I mean, the atmosphere of the book is very heavy. Yeah. it It's... You can, like, it's, taste the sadness. It, yeah, it's, it's... The despair. It's a depressing-ass book. Whereas with, like, um, Lonely Hearts Hotel. Good example. That was so devastating, but I had to, like, rip it fucking off like a Band-Aid or I was going to lose my mind, right? Like, yeah. I just need to get through the pain. Like, the razor blades are fucking... I got to get through it, and then I can heal, right? This was, like... It wasn't devastating enough to feel like I needed to rush through it, but it was devastating enough that I couldn't just zoom. It's like getting a tattoo. Yeah, because it's, like, every time you turn, it's, like, someone's dying... Something devastating okay. happening. Some gruesome deaths being described. Someone's getting hurt. There's a bunch of lore that's really dark. And it was like... What I think a lot of books try to do when they're trying to be edgy, this did so gracefully that it just felt... Because, like, to me, there's, like a, like, a scale. Sliding scale. On one end is, like, cringe, edgy. Which, like, a lot of books, I think, accidentally do when they're trying to do the other end of the scale, which I think this did, book did perfectly, which is, like, devastatingly gruesome. Mm. yeah okay. um the ghost that attacks her it almost kills her because he like really vomits on her like this like bug and it gets in her throat and it's like literally going to eat her from the inside out <sighs> yeah that scene fucked me up that and scene... in order she like has to crawl to a safe house 
and she's like dying her throat's being like ripped apart her esophagus is being like torn up by these bugs and they have to basically pour lava down her throat yeah, pam has to like burn her from the inside out yeah to kill the bugs yeah she's like i hope this works i've never done it before bestie yeah. <laughs> like, but that's Lynn... what that's what like makes them friends yeah oh i like that well and she like lets pam <laughs> grieve over darlington because pam really cared about darlington also okay i'm so sorry to be a horny bitch on maine there's one scene in this that's sexy one 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 scene and Where it's he gets burned in my brain he gets poison kind of with horny juice yeah um at like a party with like and basically he... the house that's like kind of like fairies like they give me okay. very big fairy energy like don't eat the food don't just don't yeah 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 don't descend and speak okay, names you know um percy jackson the movie yeah, yeah the second yeah. one the lotus yeah 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 it's like that Ooh. and when he looks at alex he like sees like an actual queen of the night and he's like her knight and he's like <gasps> ready to ravage her and he, like, he literally tries to eat her out at the party truly gets on his knees and like, and, like bows ready. to her <laughs> and then shoves his fucking face in her coochie and then at night he's and like, she's like low-key into it but she's like we're in public what the fuck yeah, she's like this is really cool and awesome and great do not do this right now. <laughs> I almost felt like she was like a little in love with him because like when he was gone, she uh, she does admit goes... that everyone's a little bit in love with Darlington. The vibe she I goes... get from as little I as I know about him and as little as I know about her, I've always kind of seen it going that way. I think it will. Yeah, because she's like he's gone and she is kind of like staying part time in his house, sleeping in his bed, like grieving him in a way that i feel like is um almost like someone you've been with for years that they died mm. but so was pam yes they both were grieving darlington like a lover in yeah. my opinion hmm. um but i just think it's because he was so important to them like, i think what, like because pam was technically dawes right or was alex dawes no i think she was dante dante alex was dante so pam was dawes i think yes. it's code name yeah, these are their code names. Okay. Uh, I kind of remember all, Dante. Yeah, they're all based off of, like, it's important. Literary. No, it's not even um, important literary. It's literally based off of Dante's Inferno. Yeah. that's Okay, all that's what I thought. Important characters from Dante's Inferno. But, uh... Because I, I do remember them calling her Dante at yeah. one point. That's, like, the most important yeah. code name because he's protecting everything. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, I don't know. I just, I feel like... Pam... Darlington and Alex any of them could technically be romantic with how they were set up but also it's just that I think they're very cold people that finally let someone in That's so I think true. anyone that, like that can achieve getting close to them could feel like a lover like level of intimacy okay. is that high for them so that's why I'm like as much as the coochie scene made me really really <laughs> want to see them together so damn bad and just like the night when they get home and he's like crying and he's like i'm sorry she's like you still have a boner he's like i think just what like put me onto that idea was like how she was like in his bed and she was like thinking of like sleeping next to him and like she's going through his house like tidying up his house and like imagining him living there by taking care of his cat yeah oh it was all very much like kind of domestic even though they weren't together yeah, I, I, I really, really, really want to see them together, but I, I could also it's happen. I do think it's going to happen, but I also could understand it not if like him and Pam have other things we don't know about. That's true. Um, Or Alex and Pam. 
because Alex isn't straight. I don't think that's ever technically. Okay, not canon, but like, <laughs> straight. I kind of thought she was in love with Haley. Yeah, she was in love with Haley. I thought again, they. I thought there was a scene where they. She was like, "Yeah, we were once gal pals." Nicole and her did we kiss moments. Are <laughs> Is there not? I'm piling on top of each other. Have we kissed? I don't even know why I left that in the podcast, but like if you guys don't know what we're talking about, there was just an episode where. No, that wasn't even on. No, it wasn't. We weren't recording. We were just talking. <laughs> and then she, and you asked her if you could take some of her drink. And then she's like, yeah, I don't care. Like, haven't we kissed? <laughs> and you're like, uh, no. <laughs> and I was like, are you sure? Maybe mentally. Maybe. Psychically. In my head, I've kissed all my friends. In my head. What are friends for? <laughs> I've kissed every single one of my friends. In my head. In my head. There anyway. was one friend I did kiss, though. I don't think it's ever explicitly stated that... No! Alex... They are. They were gal pals! No. Are we sure? No. They... I mean, they give off that vibe, They give sure. off gal pal vibes. that's what vibes. I'm saying. When the way that the devotion is written in this book for loved ones... I can't rely on any signs. I don't care that someone's literally shoved their coochie in another fucking face was shoved in a coochie. I can't trust them because in my head, I'm like, no, Haley and Alex were in love with each other and like yes. definitely would have died for each other. But like they did die for each other and they did love each other and it was still never explicitly stated that they were okay, in love. Yes. But like, let me have the coochie shoving in the face. Like, let me just have that moment. Let me, let me Laura have loves her trash. I had that moment. <laughs> let me have the, hope that it'll be there yes it doesn't need it the book doesn't need it well also just with like i think of six of crows and like kaz and Inej, like their romance is so like i've never like been edged so fucking hard in my <laughs> life i hate it here so i don't trust her either if we're being honest she's got a track no, record you haven't edging. read the second book you don't know okay i got edged for a whole fucking book and you that's what I'm just saying. It happened but again. The payoff in it the happened again in book. Ninth House. I got Ed what the payoff? Again. The payoff of Kaz and Nege in the second <gasps> book is so overwhelmingly good that you know the editing is worth it. You know what I always think about? I'm so sorry to bring up Schwab again, but sorry, baby, bring her yeah, up every day. Her no, up I know. Like, we did a whole forty minutes. No Schwab. No the ah oh, when when Cal's teaching her the blood magic. <gasps> okay. Yeah, 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 it's so good I remember when you guys text me you're like how's our girl doing because I was ahead of you guys I was like oh she's real good right she's, now. she's, she's fine I, I, remember, I that heard part. that part it came on when I was listening to the audio because I, I, listened to the audio <laughs> I read it so many watch. times I got out of the shower like mid washing my hair sat down read it I paused the audiobook. I had to read it I thought real hard about it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god just i'm sorry i think about it like all the time the two open line almost sent me to my death i'm gonna find it tonight. i said miss v schwab victoria i just wasn't schwab. expecting it so i was like oh this is like uh <clears throat> more targeted not young young readers but younger it was like so YA. i was like it was not YA, but it, it's on the edge it was between like middle grade and y is what i thought and so I was like, okay, it's not going to have that. It doesn't need it. It's fine. Yeah. And then it happened. I said, but I, I do think about that book now. And I'm like, <laughs> it was very mature in other ways. So I do think that that could have been anywhere in it. And it would have felt natural. It's just we went so long without it that I was assuming it wasn't going to pop up. And then 
Boy, did it pop up. <laughs> As Trevor, if you know what I'm saying. We went through some doors. <laughs> that, was, that was good. That was good. <laughs> <sighs> I want to reread those books. Same. There's too many books and movies I want to see on this planet. I don't get to live long enough. I if Even if I didn't work and I just got to stay Let's home all day and souls. read and... Yeah, ladies, <laughs> let's grow, start, boss. Start devouring souls. Ugh, I just I think about how much I want to consume, and it's like I don't even think of it as a consumer. Like I think of it as like the original intention of what it means to like live, live, yeah, to like, enjoy. I'm meant to share art with the people I love, and yes, I'm meant to feed them and clothe them and myself, but also like eat no, you a don't really good piece of fruit and watch a play and read a good fucking book. Too bad we're just. Too bad we love our office jobs. <laughs> normal. God. The fact that I do not every single day of my life get to eat a good plum, watch a play, read a book, and go to bed. I, a fig. I knew you were going to bring up figs. I haven't really even fucking fig. read it, but I knew you were going to say figs. The fact that I am not biting into a piece of fruit and juices and dribbling down my chin while I get to consume art every single fucking day of my life and I have to pay taxes instead. Who did this to me? I'm blaming Jeff Bezos. What's his name? Warren Buffett. Oh, yeah. He's he's another. Bezos. Anyways, this book really made me feel those feelings. <clears throat> it made me want to be alive, but in a way that, like, it waterboarded me first to make me remember <laughs> I want to yeah. breathe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what oh did make you stop reading it? I don't know. I, I think that's when I hit my reading slump. Mm. And then I and then we had another group read to read. And I was like, okay. I'll get back to it. But then it took me a whole month to read our group read. And then I just kept putting it off. But I do think you'll like it. There's like, I know, I think I will too. Of a bunch of like different um, mythology. I wonder if I need to start it over. Supernatural. Um, it really does have Nicole written all over it. See, and that's why I was like, but you I'm not going to DNF it. You weren't into that Six of Crows that much either, right? No, she's no I Six loved of Six of Crows. Shadow and Bone. Shadow and Bone. Shadow and Bone is what you did not like. I know no. that. 96 pages. Yeah. No, so she I, likes Six of Crows. Yeah, you like Six of Crows. But I the thing is, it's just spoil the second Six of Crows. No, for you. no, no, no. Please. I just don't believe you guys are going to finish it. And the ending needs no. to be like. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No. I'm going to read it. Is it just okay. a duology? Is that the end? Yes. Okay. I think Do you have was... questions? Yeah. Comments? Concerns? Do you need trigger warnings for anything? I'm titty? just joking. I can't trigger warning anything for you. Is your titty, titty out? What? No. As, is my titty? That's not what Is it what? Your titty is. <laughs> sure and is. That's a lesson in philosophy, kids. <laughs> Sorry, I keep like looking at it now. <laughs> Pacey's good. No one can yeah. ever make eye contact with my titties because it's got three eyes. <laughs> my titties. I just do it. I get. Oh. Anyways, it was a really good book. I really liked it. I think I gave it five stars. You sound, um, I don't know who you sound like, aside from Pisu, but I don't even know his name. I think that's it. Yeah. It's a good, really good book. Uh, it definitely inspired Wait, let's me. let's see how, what we rated it. Oh, yeah. I, think I could you... not write for like a month afterwards because I was like so intimidated by it. There's been two books that inspired me to write, but in a way that made me scared to. This is Three. one. One is Addie. Addie. And then 
thought she was going to say Achilles. I was going to say Achilles. Song of Achilles. Okay, the thing is, I will never be able to write like Madeline Miller. Um, her tone and artistry and the the direction, it, it everything about it um, is unachievable to me. <laughs> it's, it's incredible, <laughs> and it is done in a way that I don't... I, I guess I shouldn't say that I, it is unachievable, but like... You can tell she took 10 years on it. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever be able to work on a book that long, that intensely, that laboriously. I don't know if I have that much. Maybe the ideas just never struck me, so I don't know what that feels like. But the idea of creating something. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. But the idea of creating something that big. But then I sit here and I'm like, okay, but I have been already working on the psychic book for a year and a half now. Because I was looking back at texts where I sent you guys. And I've been actively working on this book. For the last year. Like, it's not just one of those things, like, there's books I've been writing for seven years, but I haven't really been writing them for seven years. Genuinely been curating these characters and rewriting and figuring out new stuff. Like, the non-linear thing is something I just added this last week, and I'm like, oh no, now I have to adjust things. I'm keeping everything I've written now, but, like, I'm probably going to put two or three years into this book, and I never thought I'd be that person either. I <laughs> rated it five stars. This is writing with breast breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> Darlington be like <laughs> breast taking breast taking breast taking I'm sorry breast take is it breast take ha- sorry is it are you your breasts ah! <laughs> breath taking so different from Bardugo's other work from genre to tone and writing style you can tell she put massive amounts of work into this it sometimes felt like a, a little heavy in description but they were so well done that I have a hard time minding I'm so enthralled with the story I cannot wait for the next one to come out a lot of the book count on the characters making stupid decisions to make the plot move forward but Alex's decisions came from a place of Alex knowing they were probably bad but they were the best choice of action she could do at the time it gave her character a very realistic dimension to her I love this and I felt like it felt like such a journey yeah I do feel like it had the potential to be like an Evelyn Hugo big enough for our group but I think that we were all kind of burnt out at the time of reading it too I think that was a huge thing mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if I hadn't been, like, slamming back book after book after book right before it, and also, like, just life had burned me out at the time I was reading it, it maybe would have been more breathtaking. (laughs) (laughs) It was incredible. It was amazing. It was wonderful. It's one of my favorite books I'm going to read this year, probably. Like, we'll probably end up in my top five at the end of the year. Well, I can't wait for the end of the year, and we can talk about our favorites. Yeah. But it'll definitely be in my, like, top ten. Breathtaking. Yeah. Very and... <laughs> It's going to be in our lingo for a while. Isn't yeah, it? it is. It's a new piece of. <laughs> uh, but I think that maybe if I do a reread on it, it'll. Because I know we were talking earlier about uh, trying to hopefully close out the year with more life altering novels. And I think that has the potential to be one. I just might need to do a reread on it first. It, but it's interesting that you say it has the potential to be one after a reread instead of it being your first read and saying, oh, it's life changing. Yeah, I just think it's one of those books where there's so much in it. It's like, it's a hefty It's a hefty thing. thing. Yeah. And I think it might also be that. Like, I think about, um, I feel like Alice Hoffman's work is life changing, but you have to take it slow. Mm. And I think this book's similar. <clears throat> and I didn't take it as slow as I maybe should have. Does that make sense? Yeah. You read it pretty fast because you caught up to me and I was, like, way ahead of you. Yeah, but I took a huge break in the middle. And then I, like, slammed through it again. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like I just read it too fast. Should have slowed down. Should have grabbed the wall. I should have wiggled until my ass fell off. 
And that's it. <laughs> it was breathtaking for us, too. Yeah. Very breathtaking. Five out of five. Ten out of ten. Three Four nipples out of three nipples. Just for Darlington shoving his face on a coochie. I was a little in love with Darlington at the end. I yeah. Think. I loved Darlington. Like, he was definitely like a man. But he's a man written by a woman, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes all the difference. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We are Literary Bitchcraft. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, catch us on our website at litbitchpod.com, on all socials as litbitchpod, um, and on our Gmail is litbitpod at gmail.com. We have uh, donations on our website uh, on Anchor. If you would like to, uh, as Mr. Krabs says, get us money, 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 um, <laughs> money, please. We also have a Ko-Fi, Kofi, coffee. If you just want to give us like a one-time uh, stripper tip, put it in our thong if you want. Money, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> we love you guys. Bye. Money, please. <laughs> <laughs>